Black men are strong and filled with rich heritage. We black men matter, and our health should be a priority. Now is the time to educate ourselves on how we can live a longer and fuller life for our families and, most importantly, ourselves. This is Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. Here are your hosts, Dr. Ken Harris and Dr. Bashir Easter. Good day and welcome. I'm Dr. Ken Harris, and we are here for Men Making Health a Priority, sponsored by all of us through the University of Wisconsin-Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. I know I said that wrong, Dr. Easter, because every time no, you I say it, right. I said nope, it right. No, right. Well, I, I guess, I guess there's a broken clock. I'm right at least twice a day, right? <laughs> but then that only gives me one. You know, I'm I'm excited to be here this week because we have two of, I think, probably because you told me, the most prolific men that are part of the Wolf Pack with you. And so with that, I'm going to let you, Dr. Bashir, introduce our guest today. Doc, I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody listening as we're moving forward. I want to introduce, I know we kind of talk about the theory with the last um, segments that we did, right? So these men are part of, as we apply the theory about making health, being itself uh, a priority. So we have Jason Flagg. I've known Jason for a very long time, like 94, 95. And I have Leonard Davis, that is also, uh, that we talk about the beginning of this Wolfpack group and actually taking this ride with us regarding I mean, making health the priority. So one of the things that I find interesting is that in every group, you know, I, I actually teach this right in leadership that that it's not important that the, the 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 number one guy starts the thing. Right. You could have had a wolf pack and Dr. Bashir could have said, hey, this is what we got. And this is it. And then go. But what I've learned is that it's, it's always the number two and the number three person that cosigns what's going on and so um brother flag when when you showed up to this thing because you, you know how dr Bashir is he kind of pushed hey we need you to do this and you need to come in and it's great and it's great and he's always on everybody else is on 10 he's on 50 yeah. how 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 did you feel once you came into this group like what what was what was it was it something he said was it something that happened in the group? What was it that was the catalyst for you to say, I think I'm going to do this? Yeah, indeed. Hey, thanks for having us, by the way. Um, <clears throat> as far as coming in to the men's health, um, it, it really was predicated on things that already had been built organically previously. So when you kind of hear about this whole wolf pack deal, um, it, it really is a, a brotherhood of folks that trust each other. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that we can really dig into and peel away as far as why, why that works. But what I'm getting at there is the fact that that already preexisted and we had this pre-built relationship of trust and, and being able to be vulnerable with each other and things like that. I'm already going to listen just because of who said it. So the fact that he brought it up and I know I already know his temperament. I know mm -hmm. what his drives are, things like that, because we go back so far. I was already open minded. And I think that that's that's just as important as anything because you're not going to take any information if you're not really buying into who's giving it to you. But something you said that puzzles me: <laughs> the the you had already built trust. I'm I'm more interested in that particular relationship. Like how to like I know you got there, but what what components made up that whole trust piece? Because you know, men are like if I don't it's know not the you. easiest thing, right? First of all, it it, it wasn't something that was planned 
um, I, I've, I, I thrive off relationships, first of all. So I think this is something that resonates with me. Um, and when I talk about uh, Dr. Easter in particular, <laughs> we met under the most uh, abnormal circumstances. <laughs> it was now he's reacting because now he don't want to talk. About yeah, it, yeah, because so because it's a little bit different. But but <laughs> okay. the, the point being is um, <laughs> the fact that we came, we found common ground in certain things, sports. Yeah. Right, people do certain things, sports. Uh, the fact that uh, you know what we're doing as far as trying what we're doing after high school, you know, the desire or being in college, right? And so those things is what started um, our relationship as that built. You just continue to find common ground and you start to push in each other. Mm. This thing was in the making since, like he said, since 94, 95. We fast forward and we in 2022. Ain't nothing is going to stop either one of us from working together with anything at this point. So did it have to take that long to build trust or was it you just looked up and there you are? Just looked up and we are where we are. Okay. The trust was built very quickly. Okay. Very quickly. Uh, so we've been a, that's why we've been along on this ride on, on mm. many, many of endeavors uh, since the 90s. OK. Yeah. Our other guest is Leonard Davis. I haven't heard that name in a long time, not since yesterday. I've known Leonard for quite a while in his uh, <clears throat> what I like to call formative years. Um, young brother at Marquette University and just doing things and 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 have watched him like Dr. Bashir, you know grow and expand and become a whirlwind and a force in the Milwaukee community. But then there's this thing called the wolf pack. And then I, I hear, you know, Dr. Dr. Easter's always talking about, yeah, I'll talk to Jason and this and Jason that and that. And he said, Leonard. And I was like, oh, okay. He said, yeah, my guess is going to be Leonard Davis. And I was like, no, wait a minute. I only know one Leonard Davis <laughs> and it can't be that Leonard Davis. And so when I met Leonard, he was sophomore, junior in college. And, yep. and and just to watch the change over the last 20, 30 years of how he has become a staple in the community. So it wasn't shocking to me when I heard, you know, Dr. Easter say, oh, yeah, it's Jason Flagg and Leonard Davis. I went, well, if you're going if you're going to find two people that are going to nail it down for you, those are probably the two people. But then once yep. once you got in, Leonard, what 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 were the. um what actually kept you there? Because it's, it's one thing to build trust and get to that point and join. But what keeps you there? Yeah, I, I think and I, I would say, too, as Mr. Flagg did, you know, thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you and uh, providing this forum for us to speak. But I think on the trust piece, what keeps you there? When when Jay was talking, what, what resonated with me was this concept of consistent behavior over an extended period of time, right? And so when we look at like the, the I'll call it members or the, the family really uh, in this Wolfpack, these are, these are relationships that in some areas go back to grade school, high school, college. We've, we've been through each other's ups and downs in life. We've shared those experiences. We've helped each other through those experiences. We, we've done business together. We've invested together. And now as we transition into watching each other's children grow, you know, trying to be a significant part of that process. And now looking at a lot of us in our 40s and beyond, uh, health becoming more of an important theme uh, in terms of where we are and trying to drive each other uh, to be more focused on that as well. So, so again, it's 
there's a longevity piece to it. There's a, there's a consistency and behavior. There's being able to, uh, you know, take a chance and trust, you know, an individual with a certain piece of information or something that's very close to you and, and seeing them handle that with, with love and respect. And so I think if you take all those things and put it together, that, that's kind of what, what keeps you there. And so now as, as Dr. Easter is, is trying to push really the health piece of things with the work he's not only done from a dementia perspective, but the All of Us movement, it was, it was very natural to kind of get behind it, not just because of the bond, but the importance that improved health outcomes can have. So, so that's what I'd say regarding that. So, so do you want to? Yes, go right ahead. The, the part also that's so important to bring these two on is I was talking about the theory. We talked about in the last segment is how do we get the men to get to a point where that light bulb goes off, Correct. right? Correct. So the Wolf Pact, as I started to build this component, because there were a group of men that we talked about everything as they shared, we shared our life together, right? But as soon as we start talking about health, brother, it started to be crickets. <laughs> Remember we talked about yeah, that? Yeah. The, what were the issues that we're having? And so as we started to start getting into the point of health, the men started to become very vulnerable and start to really say, I have to deal with mental health. I got to start being accountable for me. And, you know, like we talked about, doctor. Right, and right. so these two men, as we started to understand it, started to see it. Jason saw it first and then Lynn saw it next. In this capacity, while they're on this is a, is a huge milestone for me to have them speak to this, because the Wolfpack, in my eyes, was really my um, uh, model to use for a larger sample. You know, talking about sample size. This group of men are the small sample size to be able to say with the larger uh, community of men uh, are saying and doing. And each of these men in this group did exactly what the larger groups are doing. Denial, they've obviously some have come to a reality of it. They've had their struggles through it, but they're showing what this small sample size looks like, what it would look like in a larger group. And so you have this moment to find out what were the issues? What was the delay? What were some of the problems? What, did, what made them get on board? What made them still have reluctance? They're true to what this looks like as men as a, a larger sample. So I'm glad they're here. So, so you were able to amplify that because you recognize all of the pitfalls it took, all the, <laughs> the lies and manipulation. And, and yes. when I say lies, I don't mean lying to somebody else, but kind of lying to yourself. To yourself. And Absolutely. trying to say, you know, oh, well, I can't, well, my mother, you know, it's, it's, it's like when I, when I hear people that get married and they say, oh, well, or, or, or they have children. Oh, I got to go home. You got to take it. I'm like, dude, I got two daughters. They don't take all that to take care of your family. Like, that's just an excuse. <laughs> Because yes. you don't want to do something. Because then when you go yes. home, you're going to sit down and go in the basement and watch TV. <laughs> yes. So, so you were you were able, when, when we come back in the next couple segments, I really want to dig into the health and the mental health piece. Because you, it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to hear from the people that you did it to. Because I've been victim of Dr. Easter's. <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, and by the way, I just did my um, tests on Monday. All right. Because they hounded me to know. I said, did he call y'all and tell y'all to harass me or what? (laughs) And so I went and got all my tests. Ironically, I just got all my tests done the Friday before with my doctor. So I have my annual physical on Monday. What what, what they do? Take blood. Mm. Take urine. Yep. Then I go Mm. in on Monday. Take blood. T- I'm like, look, yeah. I'm gonna be drained by Friday. What are y'all doing? It's a little process, yeah. but it's but it's important that men understand what other men go through. I didn't understand the whole colonoscopy piece until mm-hmm. I started talking about it, and every other guy in the room went like, 
Oh, you did finally? I'm like, oh, I'm on the right. Lake Show. Yeah, you're on, you're on the Lake Show. I'm on the schedule right, right. now. Like you, you got to, you know, like, and and so this, you know, and, and we'll we'll talk about some of those health things. And I know in the coming months, we're really gonna dive into very specific things about about your health, about yes, you know, when you're dealing with kidneys, when you're dealing with, the, you know, what, what is what what's the number one di- diabetes? Diabetes and uh, heart disease. And heart, heart disease. disease yeah. It's it's just it just amazes me that those types of things just aren't prevalent in our community. So when we come back, we're going to look at how health plays a part in this wolf pack. Dr. Bashir Easter, Leonard Davis, Jason Flagg, Men Making Health, a priority sponsored by all of us through the University of Wisconsin-Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. We'll be right back. This is Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We're back. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. This is Men Making Health a Priority. Our guests are Mr. Jason Flagg, Mr. Leonard. Now, you want to be called Lynn or Leonard? Uh, it, it, it's Lynn now. I mean, Leonard is, you know, <laughs> it's Lynn. It's Leonard Lynn is the now. formal government name, but uh, Mr. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn, Mr. Lynn Davis. Lynn Davis. <laughs> All right. Thanks, so, sir. Thanks. so the whole health piece, uh, you, you kept alluding to it, even in previous shows, he kept talking about, yeah, the health thing, the health thing, the health thing. But I want to hear from, from, from Lynn. When you heard Dr. Easter mention, yeah, you know, this is about health. What did that make you think? Like, what made were, were you even like? I don't think I want to bother with this. Or what? What, what was your response to that? Yeah, I think my my initial response was, you know, this discussion is is very timely because I have been going through my own process of needing to make health more a priority for myself. Right. Okay. So I have a I have a very young uh, four year old son. You know the the, the the thought process of wanting to be around uh, as long as I can for him started to become more prevalent as I think about, you know, family history, right? I, um, you know, you know, something that I've shared with the, with the Wolfpack is that, you know, I have, I have no living parents right now. So both my mother and father have passed and, and their parents have passed. Right. And a lot of that is because of health issues, whether it be, diabetes, cancer, you know, other other ailments, right? So, you know, I would say that all of them maybe didn't life to the fullest extent, didn't live life to the fullest extent possible, right? And so and so when we had the conversation, it resonated with me. And then also when we talk about just kind of health disparities, the work that that Bashir is doing and how we can contribute to that, whether it be more formal research studies and mm-hmm. understanding where we're at, uh, that also connected, because very early on in my professional career, I, I worked for a uh, medical device manufacturer in the uh, in the Wisconsin area um, and was involved in clinical research at that time for, for a period of time. And so, so I was familiar with the kind of process in terms of the work that needs to be done uh, to have better health outcomes, and, and so kind of all of that came together, and it just, just the timing felt right, and that's why it was it was easy for me to understand the the potential benefits. So, so when you made that decision, was it easy, or was it just something that was natural? Because it sounds like your motivation was your son, but yeah. 
but there was a lack of information with parents and grandparents being missing. And so yeah. did did all of us and the research fill in that gap for you? Yeah, so so I would say it it was easy for me to say, yes, I'm, I'm in. Maybe not as easy to say, okay, Lynn, now you have to go do this. Ah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I need to schedule an appointment with the doctor now. I need to understand, you know, I need to baseline all my numbers. What do they mean? So there's a little bit of anxiety that came along with that because you you don't know, right? I hadn't been consistently going to the doctor. And, you know, although I felt okay, mm-hmm. you never know, right? So, and so, so, so then let me ask, did yeah. you want to know? I, so that's a loaded question, right? I think whether I wanted to or not, I was able to overcome the fact that I need to know, right? And and now is the time to go do that. Okay. Wow. That is pretty powerful. But then, Jason, you said something earlier about the whole health piece. And I think you you mentioned, I I made the mistake of mentioning being married to a nurse. (laughs) That kind of resonated with you because it sounds like you've been, you might have been harassed by someone. A a little bit, you know, and I I say that uh, (laughs) in the the nicest, lovingest of ways, right? Don't want to get in trouble when I get home. But um, it was really just making a point that as we all have our own walks, the way that what resonated with me is, uh, I'll use the term accountability partner. That resonates with me with working out, with anything mm-hmm. beyond my career. And so my health accountability partner prior to anything with this, all of us, is my wife to the point of like, do I need to schedule you? Do I need to get you there? And I'll have the nerve to get frustrated that she ride me about not taking an action on something. So you, you kind of catch this this tone here with mm-hmm. what I just said and what Lynn just said. It's cool to hear, know, I'll read all day about some information, but when you have to do something actionable, now you're like, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to know what the results are going to be? That's an anxiety that we have to get over. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's what I was kind of getting at there. Okay. And so, Dr. Bashir, when these, when these two men are then dropped into this thing called all of us, what does that do for them? So one of the, the biggest things that we wanted to do was we wanted to not first talk about the research piece, right? Because that's what all of us is. You, you, you're looking at a million people to enroll into this program to use research, to, uh, to use the data to be able to expand research, to find pre- uh, precise medications and treatments for um, you in particularly, but also be used to, uh, for other individuals. That was too broad, right? And I realized as we talked about it, we need to say, what can you use right now? So that's what we talk about, the metabolic panels, lipid panels, getting your blood work done. This is stuff that you could do immediately right now. Right. That was already a challenge. <laughs> right? So how you mean, I got to go take a test? I got to go take a test. So how am I going to get these individuals that were already reluctant just to do that component to then get them to the all of us piece? That was too, too far. So we had to start immediately to say, hey, I want you to focus on you. What is going on with you? And as Lynn stated, it started to make them people think like, I really need to, I have these issues. It wasn't something I came up with new. They knew they had issues, mm-hmm. right? So all I brought to them is say, we need to now tackle tackle these issues. And now I'm going to give you steps to tackle them. What are the three things we talked about? The first thing I need you to do is to do three changes in your eating habits, right? What were the three changes that we did? I remember I told you, I said water, I took all water intake, I did red meat and no bread, Right. That was an accountability piece the men were going to do. The other thing was is to say exercise. What are you going to do regarding the exercise? Put in exercise three times a week. 
The other thing was we do this for three months, right? We put these three things together. Now, now you have some actions to do. That's some accountability. And when we talk about this group of men of the Wolfpack group to say, hey, this is what we want to do. It started to become people start having to take uh, an account of what are the limitations? How can I do it? Almost like they were having a tantrum. Right. <laughs> and, then these two men, <laughs> yeah. and so these two, that's when I told you I went on a silent protest and all of that. These two <laughs> men took a moment and had a meeting outside of me. And had a conversation, and they said, well, what is Dr. Bashir, what is Bashir really asking us to do? They had that discussion. They got to the baseline of trust. Then the next component was, I remember Lynn said, I don't understand why men are not realizing the group that this is going to benefit us, and the information we give out to everyone else would benefit men as a whole. What is the problem? He's not asking y'all for money. He's not asking you for time, or, or he's asking you for time. And then Jason and Lynn had a discussion and said, well, you know what? That's a lot that you're asking for the man to be accountable for things they might not want to talk about or deal with. Lynn thought it very analytically and said, well, maybe they just don't understand. Jason said, no, they understand. They just don't want to to do it. All of that to me is a huge push of what is going on with our society for men. Right. That we have all of these issues. And one of the things that, that was said as well is we have all of these things that we deal with as, a, as our own health. And then we're not transferring this information to our children. So things clicked. Like if I need to take mm -hmm. care of myself, get myself right, understand me, it is my obligation to share this to my children who are in my family who I say I love and want to make sure that they have the best. So something clicked with these men to do just that. And this has been their push from then on. So the All of Us component came in later. Now we talked about you understand your metabolic levels, your lipid panels. We understand what your numbers are for you. Now I want to take you to the DNA piece. So you have a snapshot of you to understand who you are. And, and then we're going to walk that process. And so that's what we've been building very slowly is that capacity to understand yourself at the, at the blood work level to your DNA. That's a stretch, brother. I haven't seen anyone doing that at this component in this, in this size. And that's what I'm hoping that the men are able to share a little more today. Well, I'm I'm mad at you because you got me in this thing. And so that's what caused me to kind of speed up because every year I have a checkup with my doctor. Right. And then I went ahead and did the numbers for all of us. But then I told my doctor, well, I want to exercise. She goes, well, how much you want to exercise? I said, I need to do at least 30 minutes a day because um, I know I can't do the hey, every other day. I'm going to do an hour and a no, it's not going to happen. It'll be every other week, then every other month. <laughs> and then I said, well, wait a minute. At my age. What do I need to watch out for? She said, your heart. She told me, don't do any weight training. And I said, mm -hmm. why? She said, it puts a strain on your heart. Okay. She said, that's why weightlifting is for young men. Gotcha. So then she said, but if you want to work out, even if you're not going to do weights, go get an echocardiogram. Once that clears you, you can work yourself into a tizzy. Okay. And then I thought about that. And then, of course, the first person I thought about is, Dr. Bashir, okay, so you got to know your numbers and you got to get through all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. That voice that keeps coming back to say, once you're cleared, now you have absolutely zero reason not to take action, to take action and do what you do. And so when I, when I heard about the Wolf Pack, but then I heard about you gentlemen, I thought, okay, so we really have to talk about that, that thing that was in the room. Yeah, we got that. But then what was the flip? What flipped the switch? What were the words, Jason, that, that made you go, 
<clears throat> Let me just go through it, everything, and finish. So I think I think one thing that uh, hopefully I'm not speaking out of term, Doctor Easter, but that uh, that we really need to make sure we understand is how all this even blends together to make you want to take action because that's really what is consistent in what we've been saying is that when we take action, that's when you get the pushback. So it's not so much to sit in and, and listen in on something. And mm-hmm. I could be in a meeting and walk away. If I don't have no action items, whatever, I heard it, right? And so the wolf pack and, and the fact that we had this, this long uh, chain of trust and things like that allowed for certain things to happen that may not have been as easy if you're dealing with newfound friends in, in, in the same endeavor. So that piece is important. Um, but all that being said, we're all dealing with this, and, and we're all not not marching all to the same tune, right? Everybody has their different walk. Like I said, like mine is is the accountability partner piece. Like I know and I'm well read on what I'm supposed to be doing. I still struggle with that 30 minutes a day too, right? Um, but I have people that can kind of hold me accountable. I got one of my cousins that's a part of the pack. You met uh, Robert Jackson. We're, we're first cousins. We've been going through – we've known each other since birth, since his birth. I'm a little bit older than him, but um, <laughs> taking that walk, he's he's a health nut because of some health reasons and being an athlete. And I, I had to check in on him. And then I'll go dark. I'll go dark when I'm not sending what I'm eating, stuff like that, because that means I ain't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So the one thing I, that I think resonated with Dr. Easter when he was really going through his tantrum because the people were rejecting it <laughs> is I said, I said, brother, the, if, if everybody just jumped in and jumped in the boat, you wouldn't have a story to tell. You wouldn't have a, a research study. The, 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 the essence is in the struggle. Right. And we got enough people here to show the microcosm of what those struggles are in mass when you go out to a larger audience. And so that's why this is this is kind of a, a Petri dish, if you will, maybe for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. to kind of learn what needs to, to be tweaked to make it work. All of us has got to be one of the most powerful things in the black community today. We're going to keep exploring uh, this through our program, Men Making Health a Priority. When we come back, um, Lynn Davis, I want you to tell us about the mental health piece, because we always talk about the stuff we had to do and the trust we built. But then there's a mental aspect of having to process this. And when we come back, I want to look at just what those steps were. I'm Dr. Ken Harris, Men Making Health a Priority. We'll be right back. More of Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships, is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. All right, I'm Dr. Ken Harris. We are back. Men Making Health a Priority, sponsored by All of Us through the University of Wisconsin Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. So, When I think about all of us, right, I think about we want to get a million men, a million black men to sit down, take a test, (laughs) right? Look at these numbers, get your DNA done, get all this, all this stuff done. And and now I can't fathom wrapping your arms around that group. But for for us to wrap our our hands around this group just here in Milwaukee, uh, it's it's been done. Dr. Bashir Easter sat down and I, I guess uh, Brother Flag said it the right way through a tantrum. <laughs> Y'all gonna do this or I'm gonna come out right or else <laughs> or else. And um, 
And so Jason, Lynn, but then Lynn, I wanted to talk about, you know, Jason talked about the health part and all that, but what about the mental health part? What was the mental process you had to go through? Because I know the component of health and the part we always avoid is that whole mental health piece that just, you know, it just kind of, <laughs> just kind of, I, I, I can't use the analogy I was using, but it would, it would be one of those things a dog might leave around and it just sits there. And then it sits there so long it starts to smell, right? And then somebody starts telling you, hey, you know that's over there? Yeah, I know. I saw it, but we, I, I'll get to it. And that's how we treat our mental health. Yeah. You know? And so, Lynn, what, what was that mental process you went through? Because Jason talked about the health struggle, but what was the mental health struggle you had with that? Yeah, I, it, it's a great question because for me and, and the, the, the brothers in the Wolfpack, even on this uh, on this kind of discussion here or those that are listen listen here outside of this know I think the first piece from a mental health perspective is 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 one recognizing that that mental health is a real thing right like maybe in our teens and, and 20s we didn't give the concept of mental health struggles um, you know it's it's just due or consideration and maybe just pushing it off as you know, something else, you know, you're not strong or you're not this or you're not that. Well, you know, Lynn, uh, what I want you to do is just go pray about it. Yeah. And then yeah, it'll, 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 it'll just come. Right. Without action. Right. right. So, right. But, but I think as, as you grow, as you mature, as you, as you go through different life experiences, you, you, you recognize that, that the burden of all those experiences can ultimately take its toll. And I had went through, you know, a couple year period where I had to, I had to work through that, you know, with myself. And as you hear about Dr. Bashir's tantrum, I, I, there was a point where I had to kind of, I had removed myself from the wolf pack, so to speak, just to try to work through some, some personal things that, that I was, that I was going through, not necessarily by myself, but um, I would say not necessarily within the influence of of this broader group who who I trust and I and I love, right? So, so I had to go through that kind of I, I'd say process for myself. And and again, it's it's all in the time. And just like the timing when when Doctor Easter called me and said, "Hey, we got to do this," there there was a point where. I never told I never told him this, but Mr. Flag, you know, Jay, he, he called me out the blue one day and he just he just happened to catch me on on the right day. And and as I was kind of dealing with my struggles, he just expressed to me like, look, man, it's you know, you got an army of brothers behind you. You know, we all love you, man. We're here for you, whatever you need. And part of the challenge is we're, we're such strong personalities that that we defer help. Right. And we can always uh, we can plow through it on our own. Don't need any help. I'm good. Um, but just again, he just happened to catch me on the right day. Uh, reinforce things that I already knew, but I needed to hear at that time. And 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 I've and I've been on the road in the process of, of coming up out of that. And so so as part of going through that, again, the, the time and piece of, of that call from him the, the call from Bashir has has gotten me back into a place where kind of the whatever reservations I have about participation, whatever concerns I have about what those results may be. I got to understand that there's people who need me 
to be around. And so it's better to know whatever those results or things may be than to not know and end up surprising and disappointing a bunch of people. And so so that was kind of the that was kind of the process I went through and you know I explained it in a couple minutes but that's really been you know 4 or 5 years in the making to to be honest with you. So so that's kind of the, the the journey and there's you know quite honestly there's still just to be transparent there's still people that I you know need to reconnect with and just you know reassure that we're we're still good, right? There's never any love lost but you know, you know, things happen in, in due time for each one of us. And so it's just it's just kind of been that that journey for me. Where does it place you, Dr. Bashir, when you think about the fact that you're working in a study that's having an effect locally? But the fact that Jason's and Lynn's DNA, blood work, all those tests going into a million person uh, study can actually change the lives of men two, three generations down the road. Like, how do you transfer that to this group? Like, like, well, I, no, forget Dr. Bashir. I'm gonna ask you all: <laughs> How did he get you to recognize the depth of what you're stepping in? Right? Because yeah. you know he's pretty good at. Hey, it'll be great. We'll see a little yeah. small group. We'll be fine. <laughs> and then you get in, and whoa! Like, when did you realize, Jason, that everything that you do today, that fifty years in the future, two generations are gonna have a thing that they do either medically. Um, mental health, getting checked by their doctor, because you and Lynn and Dr. Bashir decided, let's get this together and get it moving. Yeah. Me personally, I saw it early, like in the beginning and Mm -hmm. kind of call out. Once I understood what he was doing, I already like, and it's not the two on home, but like I've been told, like I kind of had that visionary thing on certain things. I kind of look forward. So I saw it right away. I wouldn't say. Now, uh, Dr. Bashir, did you tell him all or did you kind of because I know, you know, Jason is different from Lynn. So you could tell Lynn some stuff. You can't tell Jason. <laughs> right, you can right. tell Jason some stuff. You can't. <laughs> right. But how, how did you transfer that to him? So I just told him to told him the truth. I told him ah, everything okay. that I knew in the capacity. Right. And he is right. He was able to see two sides of the thing. What, what works. And I think the nuggets that he pulled out. Right. Was the resistance. Because he looked at himself. They say, well, this is my resistance point, so I'm pretty sure someone mm-hmm. else has. Right? But Jason, so how do you I, overcome that, though? Yeah. I mean, and anybody, just jump in yeah. the conversation. Absolutely. Over the resistance? Yeah. Like, he. he We're tell, still going through it. Like, well, so, he tells you something, and then you go, oh, yeah, if I got an issue, somebody else has an issue. Right. And then you have a conversation with Lynn, mm-hmm. but, but then it's still going on. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. Lynn said it best, like, and. and this whole thing is a journey with even our group. Like, truth be told, Dr. Easter couldn't bring this to us 10 years ago. It wouldn't really? have worked. Really? It wouldn't have worked. Hmm. We, would have, we wouldn't have had certain maturity in our 30s that we have in our 40s. Right. So all things, you know, do, good things come in time. So this is an evolution. Um, now, you can't bite off the whole – you can't eat the whole apple at once. So – if you kind of trim it down, I don't know that, you know, to your earlier thing, I don't know if everybody in the mm-hmm. Wolfpack truly understands the ripple effect that this will have mm-hmm. a few generations down beyond just even thinking of their own their own family members, kids. 
Um, but somebody once told me recently listening to a podcast, like everybody's not supposed to have the vision totally, right? It, it, it's not it's not totally our vision. Bashir kind of sees that. Right. We are participating in the part that maybe some of it is because it benefits us as an individual. Maybe it benefits those that we love the most. And they don't totally get the whole ripple effect there. Um, lastly, on, on the resistance piece, that's a constant battle. I'm, I'm up and down on, on it. Like, I'll exercise great some weeks, some not so much. Now, I'll, is it resistance or you just resistance, like me, laziness? Just like, lazy. let's, let's, okay, let's right, keep right. it 100. Like, you know, I was just using your term, but resistance, lazy. Okay. It says, that's why I, I strike a, a line between being mm-hmm. educated and informed, which I think we all are doing and have been doing, okay. and being able to be actionable. That's where you're going to get the most resistance. But, Lynn, Let me add you said this. I'm sorry, go, go ahead, Basir. forgot me. Yeah. We're on a thread, a thread, and you could read a thread in one day, and there'll be 500 different conversations going on in this thread. Right. And, and, and I was reading these threads, and we got to start talking about issues, our health issues. The threads start getting lower, smaller, <laughs> Jay, right? Stop and I was like, why is day? it that we can take trips? We can do all these things. But as soon as we start talking about, you know, how are we going to live, you know, having these issues and we can help each other, then nobody was talking about something started to click, something started to hit, and it started to bother me. So we're getting into having that discussion mm-hmm. as a broader discussion with all the uh, black men and, and brown men and men that are going through this in life is why is this not a priority, but everything else is that we're getting back to. And so we started chipping away at what was important to you. And as Lynn discussed about the things that he was going through mentally, how many other of the brothers were going through the exact same thing? What the common piece was, as he said, you have an army of men behind you that's ready to support you. And I started realizing how many other men are actually actually either have an army behind them, one or two or three, that they're not connecting to. And as we talked about, reach out to that individual. Do they do so? I didn't know if they did or didn't. And so I started realizing if we could do this in a small group, as we have this conversation now, Dr. Ken, to say other men, who is in your circle? Right. Right. That's going to help you get you to a point of understanding what's going on with you mentally and physically to do better. And we all need that as black men. So, Lynn, before we go, we have about a minute. What was it? Because it it struck me when you said it and we went on with the conversation. You you had the presence of mind to step away. And not Mm -hmm. everybody has that. You mentioned stuff like maturity and all that. What gave you the presence of mind to recognize this is something I need to step away from to regroup so I can come back? For for lack of a better phrase, in my right mind. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, just kind of having the the constant discussions with yourself about what you're used to, right, from an experience standpoint and what you need to do differently to make a change going forward. Right. And I just need to I needed to do some some just some searching separate from from this group to get to that conclusion. So I I don't know if, if there's a. You know, specific nugget of information or, or or exact turning point or thing that I can that I can point to, but it was just like I, I needed to step away, and I'm only going to do the bare minimum while while I work this thing out, which is go to work, make sure the bills are paid, make sure the family is cool. Separate from that, I'm I'm working on me, which meant 
I had to disconnect for a period. And, and that's really kind of kind of how I looked at it until I could kind of work through and, and reconcile that on my, on my own. And I think one one quick thing, uh, just kind of go back to the prior discussion on on kind of what we can all kind of resonate and, and rally around. We had a pretty intense conversation about about why, what the resistance is. But I, there was one point in the discussion where we said, look, we have an opportunity to make a small sacrifice to change the life expectancy of our children. So why wouldn't we want to take that opportunity? And I think that nugget resonated with 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 a lot of the group as well, and 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 helped kind of reengage from a participation standpoint. So just just wanted to leave you with that as well. Well, this sounds like a group I'm not gonna join because y'all gonna be calling me out I and, know, it's, and it's airing out all my laundry and lay it out, making me be all authentic <laughs> and man. I don't know. I don't see what you didn't got. What you didn't got me into, Bashir. I tell you, you already in it. I don't I, know what you're trying to say. Don't tell everybody. Just, just, <laughs> and, it's, and it's to the death. <laughs> you know that's right. But think of the the deaths that you are going to cause not to occur early. <laughs> yeah. Think of the information that they're going to be able to take and Indeed. build on. That some boy or girl that we don't even know is going to use research to come up with a pill. That can save lives. Man, it's, absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Men making health a priority, something we all need to do. When we come back, I want to hear the personal plea that you would give someone if they were outside of all this, didn't know Dr. Easter, all of us. I, I want about two, three minutes of from each of you. What is it that you would share with another black man to help him understand that it's not just him alone, that it really is all of us. Making Health a Priority, sponsored by all of us through the University of Wisconsin-Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. We will be right back. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm Dr. Ken Harrison. We are back with the final segment, Making Men Making Health a Priority. It, it, I tend to stumble over my words and want to be so fast because there's, there's just so much information we need to share with black men as it relates to health, mental health, testing, DNA. But I, I wanted to go to each of you, starting with, with uh, Jason. Ex- exactly what is it you would tell someone that was in your place two days prior to Dr. Bashir contacting you? Two things uh, that I would, I would leave that kind of resonates with me is to say, one, have an inner circle, right? I think having an inner circle opens up so many other doors. So you need to find those that are on, on like footing from where you are and where you want to go. Okay. Um, as it comes to the, all of us and just our, our mental physical health in general is to just basically be informed. The biggest thing that resonated with me is um, uh, trying to get the DNA and basically trying to understand like your uh, predisposed, like what you may have health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause on one half of, of my DNA, I don't know that family. Like, so I, I wasn't raised by my dad. And so I got educated by Dr. Easter on like, I don't have to get through that family, you know, through the whole social thing of doing that or not being able to do that. And get that information right from a DNA test. Wow. That's powerful. 
So being informed and have a circle around you that can that can help, you know, where you're trying to go. All right. Lynn Davis, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think what I would add to that is um, <clears throat> if you can't take the time now to do what's right for your future and your family's future, then when can you? You know, in 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 the space that I work in now, we you know, there's always a reason to put things off, to procrastinate, to do this and that. But it's like we know what the right thing is that we need to do. So let's just do it now and not procrastinate. And that's and that's kind of how I, I, I look at um, just the increased focus on health, participating in this this venture with with the all of us movement and and yeah i, I was hesitant uh, you know I, I had concerns inhibitions all those things but i got to the point where i went and did it got the blood work done and guess what i, I remember calling last year and saying you know what i got my results and i'm i'm actually relieved right because there was there was no um th there was nothing in those results that said oh you have a major crisis that needs to be handled right now so so things were still within my control to make sure I move them the right way. And so I, I'd hate to be on the other side of that coin, yeah. uh, you know, where I'm being made to do something. So, so I still have an opportunity, right? And so I think that's, for me, the biggest takeaway. We got to try to take control of our futures with all these other things going on uh, in the world. Um, we got to try to make it a point now. So, right. so that, that's what I would leave folks with. So, Dr. Bashir, I want to take a little bit. I know I said I was going to ask you the Go same ahead. Question, no, you got it. You know me. I got I to gotta give you a little bit of a twist, right? We sat here today and we talked about the depth of, of which this wolf pack can have on the Milwaukee community, the Milwaukee on Wisconsin, Wisconsin on the country. We always talk about generational wealth. What impact can all of us and this wolf pack have on generational health? The biggest thing is, is to know, have the information. Jason said it best. Uh, I'm pretty sure people that listen to us today, Dr. Ken, do not know anything about their mother or their father, their grandmother, grandfather, and what was passed down to them. You are now the beginning of that. You can break that. By understanding who you are as a man, you have what you've given to your son and your daughter, a piece of you. Now they carry a piece of their mother, their father, and their experience of them to make them who they are. But you pass something to them. They should know about that. Guessing is not good. We should not be guessing about our health. So we should understand how we tick. And the ways that we know how we tick is to get the information, is the data. With all of us, the component, as I said, is the all of us is one of the vehicles and the avenues to get that information. But if you're able to go and get your DNA test by uh, a hospital or clinic or getting it done by a doctor, do it. Because if you want to get back these genes that are called 59 genes of hereditary risk and seven genes that talk about medication sensitivity to hereditary risk are the things that are inside of you that could lead to, as we talk about, we are in the highest of the list high blood pressure, diabetes, you name it. But there's things that we could do which is called preventative to not allow you to go into that process of having these ailments that are in you to cause you death, right? What you can do is with the information is share this with your family to say, hey, we need to change our diet because in our DNA code says we are prone to this. So we need to change this. 
We need to understand that we may not have to do those high exercises because we have in our family heart disease, right? The information is the key. And that's what I hope that everyone understands and listens to this day in this conversation. You need to understand the information is the gold. The more you have denial and procrastination is going to lead you into a place where you'll be, someone will be looking at you say, I did not know daddy had this, this, and this, and this is what he died. So what it we sounds don't want like, that. so what, 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 what it sounds like in a nutshell is it's not about how I feel. It's about how I am. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Men making health a priority. Leonard, oh, I said it again. Uh-oh, he's going to come after me now. <laughs> Lynn Davis. I've known him as Leonard for 20-some years. So. Uh, Lynn Davis, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure seeing you, brother. I think, um, I think there are great well. things in store. Great things in store. Thank Jason, well, when I came, he was just chilling, relaxing, <laughs> taking, taking over the whole station. So, you know, because that's how he is. But I, I, I want to thank you as well. You gave some, both of you gave some really good insight into what it what it really took, and the the humongous lifting that Dr. Bashir had to do in order to make all this stuff possible. Indeed. Thank you. And of course, Dr. Bashir, what can let, I say? Let me leave this one thing. Leave if it. you want to take a look at what we're talking about, go to allofus.wisc, W-I-S-C dot edu and look at it on your own. And do your own research from there. And the beautiful thing, this will be on a podcast, so you'll be able to listen to it all over the place, even on 1017thetruth.com in the interview section. So really, if you know of any men that need to hear this program, just send them a link and we'll do it. Men Making Health a Priority sponsored by all of us through the University of Wisconsin-Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. Dr. Bashir, Brother Bragg, Brother Thank Davis. You, Thank you so much. Appreciate it.